Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. In the Vietnam era, there were some real war heroes. The study and operations group, SOG. Well, today we interview a real life Rambo. Keith McKim is joining us live. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we normally like to report the news, discern the spirits, and pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. But today we have a live in-studio guest, and of course I'm talking about my new friend, Keith McKim, who was Sergeant First Class, I believe, in the Vietnam area. Keith, welcome to our program. Thank you, Chaps. It's a pleasure to be here in the presence of a hero like yourself. Well, I'm not a hero. I don't have a Purple Heart, and I didn't give my left eye for my country. Our audience may notice you're wearing a, an eye patch. Why? <laughs> I lost the eye in Vietnam, actually in Laos, and uh, the eye's still there. It, you left it overseas. <laughs> we left it behind. You have a good sense of humor about that, but you're a genuine war hero. You were in Vietnam. Of course, you served in the military from 1959 to 1970, and the last seven or eight years of that, you were with the Army Green Berets, just like John Wayne in the movies, <laughs> right? That's correct, I was. And I was with SOG in Vietnam. So you say SOG, and to me that sounds kind of funny, but what is SOG? Well, it's actually MACVSOG, Military Assistance Command Vietnam Special Operations Group. Our code name that we hid behind was Studies and Observation Group. You, so Special Ops, and those are the guys, the, the tip of the spear. I mean, they are behind enemy lines, sometimes in countries that America doesn't acknowledge or doing operations that we would disavow if you got caught. Indeed we did. We crossed the borders of uh, North Vietnam, Cambodia, and Laos, and we worked primarily on the Ho Chi Minh Trail. Uh, the Ho Chi Minh Trail was about 9,000 miles long, and the Vietnamese, North Vietnamese, divided it into 20-mile segments. Within that 20 miles, there were at least 5,000 NVA soldiers, and we operated against those. Oftentimes, there would be two or three regiments in there, up to you know another 10 or 15,000. So. When you got out in, in 1970, it was a medical discharge because you lost your eye, you can't serve in the military after that. But you began telling the stories of these special operations group soldiers, the Green Berets, and you have produced, and I'm gonna hold this up, this is how I first heard of you, uh, is this wonderful CD, it's called Vietnam Green Berets SOG, S-O-G. And you've produced and reproduced the Medal of Honor citations from the most heroic members and warfighters of your generation. That's correct. And you tell the stories of some of these warfighters, and I'm just gonna read some of their names and then we're gonna let you uh, uh, describe, but uh, Benavides? Roy Benavides, yes, he was a, uh, from Texas, enlisted a young man, I think he was 16. Well, he tried to get in when he was 16, he finally got in when he was 18. But um, he earned the Medal of Honor, and 
that story that you just it's the first story on the tape very emotional Royce suffered multiple gunshot wounds shrapnel wounds bayonet wounds and he brought a whole team out on helicopters one helicopter was shot down and he was able to rescue everybody off the helicopter dead and wounded then a second chopper came in in the meantime Roy organized these wounded men and they fought back against hundreds of NVA and he finally got everybody out he's quite a hero the story is well worth listening to so I'm gonna recommend right away before we get into some of these stories everyone needs to go to Amazon and search for Keith McKim this is Keith McKim M-C-K-I-M and get this CD because it'll it'll raise the hair on your arm uh, just breathtaking emotional I listened to this twice tears coming down my face and I gave it my my copy to my stepfather who's also a Vietnam fighter pilot uh, em emotional stories and and why do you care so much why do you want to retell the stories of the special operations group well the Vietnam vet was the most disgraced vet the United States ever sent to war or brought home mistreated when when they came home we were we were spit upon we were not allowed into certain areas while I was in the hospital I was in the Fitzsimmons we were not allowed to wear our uniforms off post you know when the Second World War vets came home if you held a silver star or purple heart you bought no drinks for yourself they bought your dinners your lunches and all that we came home and we were not allowed into certain bars. We couldn't go to certain streets or in parties. Wow. Uh, the Vietnam vet was, it was a disgrace. What, what happened was allowed to happen. Ironically, the people who did it are now in power in our country. Well, we want to honor you. We want to honor our Vietnam veterans and, and all who have served throughout American history, but especially those who never got the honor that they were afforded and, and that they deserved. And so this is your way of telling their stories. We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, Keith McKim is going to begin to tell some of those stories from the Green Berets. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. How is your marriage doing? I want to tell you about an exciting new four-part video DVD Bible study series on God's plan for marriage. In this video series, we team up with marriage and family ministry expert, Vince Dacchioli. There are a lot of things that get in the way of our ability to have a healthy marriage. But the way God intended it, He always wanted us to see His view of our relationship together. So everything we do when we talk about marriage, or whether we're talking to men, or whether we're talking to pastors and leaders, it all centers around this idea of vision. It's very important that we understand who God is and our relationship with Him is right in order for us to be able to live out really and truly Ephesians. And that also informs our role as men, how to love our wives. We can't really exactly. love them unless we understand the love of God. Exactly. So if you just think about love, you, we tend to think that love is an emotion. 
It's more uh, something that I feel, whereas the true definition of love, the way Jesus intended it, is, is not just an emotion, but it's, it's, a, it's charity, it's what I do. You know, to the degree that I am able to see my wife or my spouse through his eyes, that determines everything in my relationship. Yeah. And we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You wanna have this important four-part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll-free prayer line at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. You too can have a godly marriage. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again in the studio by my new friend, Keith McKim. Keith, I met you uh, for the first time about a month ago. You and I are members of the Knights of Malta. Yes, we are. Congratulations. Thank and, you. Uh, you were telling your stories about the Green Berets of Vietnam. Uh, is this comparable or, or not to Rambo? How did, how did <laughs> Sylvester Stallone do with that? Uh, Rambo was fiction. What okay. we lived was, was true. Yeah. You know, Chaps, the, the stories that I write and tell <clears throat> are about the extraordinary men of SOG, Mac V SOG, Military Assistance Command Vietnam Special Operations Group. Our code name was the Studies and Observation Group. SOG was the most elite unit to serve in that war, so secret it was labeled a black operation, meaning that its very existence was concealed, even denied by the United States government. In the eight years of its existence, it garnered eight Medals of Honor for the Green Berets. There were 248 Medals of Honor awarded during the Vietnam War. 161 went to the Army. Of those, 20 went to the Green Berets. Eight of the 20 went to SOG. Um, <coughs> of the 20 awarded to Special Forces, I say eight of them went to SOG. Anybody who operated with SOG is a hero. To jump the fence, as cross-border operations were called, required men of unparalleled courage. More than 100% of SOG operators were wounded and 50% were killed. Yet they went again and again to face and defeat America's enemies. To face, to face these people, well, there were so many wounded, and there's so many heroic stories, as you mentioned here. Although many of the men uh, were killed, 50% were killed, they had the highest kill ratio in the history of the United States military, 158 to 1. For every one of us they killed, we killed 158 of them. There were 237 SOG men listed as missing in action in Laos, and none were ever returned from the POW camps. After the war, it was learned from the North Vietnamese, both high-ranking officers and individual soldiers, that SOG was the most feared unit that the North Vietnamese faced. It's amazing that this tiny group of men could cause such fear and trepidation in the hearts of seasoned soldiers. I think these Medal of Honor stories will tell you why. 
You know, at the height, there were 550,000 soldiers in Vietnam. Of that number, 4,000 were Green Berets. Of that number, fewer than 10%, fewer than 400 were SOG operators. When you eliminate the uh, background personnel, the, the, the trainers and the administrative people, it works out there were about 108 men who ran the missions that SOG is famous for doing. There were three different SOG operations, one in the south, one central, one north. That means there were 36 operators per unit, tiny by military standards. Um, the men who actually ran the missions that SOG is famous for uh, were within these three units. And uh, there were CCN South, C Command and Control South, Command and Control Central, Command and Control North. I was with Command and Control North, and we operated in North Vietnam and in Laos along the Ho Chi Minh Trail. SOG was assigned only the most dangerous uh, high-value targets, targets that would cost the enemy dearly, targets that would cost a SOG man's blood, if not his life. He had to be recruited to go on SOG, and then only on a volunteer basis, and only the best of the best were chosen. SOG teams operated alone, deep behind enemy lines in Laos, Cambodia, and North Vietnam. They operated mostly with six-man teams, two Americans and four indigenous personnel, mostly mountain yards. Mountain yards are the people who are native to the mountains of Vietnam. So these six men went in there. I was telling you earlier that uh, the Ho Chi Minh Trail was about 9,000 miles long, and the Vietnamese divided that into 20-mile segments. Within each 20-mile segment, there were at least 5,000 North Vietnamese, and these six men we went in against those, and we did stuff that is absolutely, I look back, amazing. I'm surprised we got away with what we did. SOG history, I've been told this, and I'm going to repeat it, that SOG history is the stuff of legends. On April 4th, 2001, the United States of America officially recognized the bravery and the heroism of SOG, of special units. They were awarded the Presidential Unit Citation. This citation reads in part, the Studies and Observation Group is cited for extraordinary heroism while executing unheralded top secret missions deep behind enemy lines across Southeast Asia. MACV SOG is the most decorated unit of its size in the history of the United States military. SOG also had the most highly decorated soldier in the history of the United States military. Sergeant, Staff Sergeant, excuse me, uh, yes, Staff Sergeant Robert Lewis Howard. Uh, uh, under penalty of prison, fines, and disgrace, each SOG operator took an oath, vowing not to reveal anything about their missions for 25 years after the end of the war. And that's why I'm now writing these stories. Um, this is a first of many recordings, one you have here, telling a series of stories of the historical SOG saga. This recording specifically tells the stories of the SOG Medal of Honor recipients. As 1-0, the team leader of Recon Team Cobra, I, your storyteller, was a small part of that saga. Thank God for the men of SOG. 
and God bless the United States of America. Keith, I'm so inspired by the way that you tell these stories. I mean, you just mentioned uh, Robert Howard. Yes, sir. And we had already mentioned uh, Benavidez, but when we come back from this short break, I'm gonna have you recount some of the other stories of Medal of Honor recipients like Sisler and uh, Cavarani and uh, Kedenberg. I mean, these are men that uh, you served with and, yes. and now you're remembering their legacy. We'll be right back with Keith McKim. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. You know, people ask me, Chaps, we're watching on this network. We've already set our DVR to record your shows, but our friends don't have this network or maybe they can't watch at this time. Did you know we're on demand on 10 different platforms? You can tell your friends to find this show, PIJN News, on their Roku box or their Amazon Fire box. Just look under the religion or news categories. Or maybe you have a smartphone or your friends or grandchildren can find us on Android TV, Google TV, Smart TV, or iTunes. Of course, we're always on the internet. Look for us on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. Or better yet, subscribe to our daily email alerts at PrayInJesusName.org. It's important that you share all of these available platforms with your friends so we can mobilize all of the body of Christ to pray the news and change the world. Would you join us? Visit PrayInJesusName.org to learn more. How is your marriage doing? I want to tell you about an exciting new four-part video DVD Bible study series on God's plan for marriage. In this video series, we team up with marriage and family ministry expert, Vince Dacchioli. There are a lot of things that get in the way of our ability to have a healthy marriage, but the way God intended it, He always wanted us to see His view of our relationship together. So everything we do when we talk about marriage or whether we're talking to men or whether we're talking to pastors and leaders, it all centers around this idea of vision. It's very important that we understand who God is and our relationship with Him is right in order for us to be able to live out really and truly Ephesians. And that also informs our role as men, how to love our wives. We can't really exactly. love them unless we understand the love of God. Exactly. So if you just think about love, you, we tend to think that love is an emotion. It's more uh, something that I feel, whereas the true definition of love, the way Jesus intended it, is, is not just an emotion, but it's, it's, a, it's charity, it's what I do. You know, to the degree that I am able to see my wife or my spouse through his eyes, that determines everything in my relationship. Yeah. And we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You wanna have this important four-part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll-free prayer line at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org you too can have a godly marriage. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. We're telling the stories of the Special Operations Group, the Green Berets in Vietnam, also known as the Studies and Observation Group, that was their covert name. And Keith McKim, 
I want to thank you, first of all, for honoring our veterans and for, for your service and your sacrifice. Thank you, Chaps. I'd like to thank you for the sacrifice you made when you stood up against power and preached Christ. That's, that's a huge heroic act. Well, nothing compared to what I'm hearing. Tell me about the stories of uh, George Sisler. Well, Sisler uh, took his team in, and uh, they got very not very far off their LZ, their landing zone, and they were attacked by a reinforced company. There were the six men, and there was probably 200 uh, uh, Viet Cong against them. Sisler uh, led his men and, and guided them inspired them and uh, he went outside his own lines a number of times to bring wounded men back in you know putting his life on the line a sniper's bullet killed him and uh, the first sergeant was able to take him and his body and the whole team out get him out of that lz sister was put in for the medal of honor for what he did and he did receive the medal of honor and it was received by uh, his wife and his two sons so tell me about Fred Zebatowski. You have a there's a memorial coming up. Yes, uh, he's being honored in Trenton, New Jersey, and I've been asked to come there and uh, uh, officially uh, tell his story. And then uh, my story from the CD will be on his monument. You can push the button and listen to it. Fred is quite a story. He came out of a really tough home, and he was a juvenile delinquent. He got in trouble. He was not the first juvenile delinquent to become a Green Beret. But <laughs> Let me let me get to your own story here for a second. So you were there with the unit and you were behind enemy lines and you swore an oath to never talk about this for 25 years. That's correct. Why? Why were we not allowed to? Yeah. Well, from the government's perspective, we legally were not supposed to be across those borders. We were not there officially. However, it was SOG who discovered and was able to document the Viet Cong as they were building the Ho Chi Minh Trail coming through Laos and into Cambodia. And once that was discovered, that gave us the right to go across those borders as far as the government was concerned. Still, we were not supposed to be there. And the Viet Cong, the North Vietnamese, denied their people were there, and the United States denied that we were there. When we went in, <clears throat> we always went in what we called sterile. We had no identification, no ID cards on us, nothing to identify who we were. No dog tags, no insignias on our uniforms. In fact, mostly we wear the kind of uniforms that the NVA wore. So if we were caught, we were considered spies and would be executed. In fact, every, every SOG man captured was tortured, then killed. Do you feel like, and I don't want to get too political, but... Do you feel like the Johnson administration or, or the Nixon administration gave you guys the support that you deserved? Yes, up to the degree they could. When we inserted, we'd go in as far as 20 miles across those borders. But what that meant was our choppers who came to rescue us were a minimum of 30 minutes away, sometimes an hour away. So when we got into trouble, they had to launch from their launch site in South Vietnam, come for us in a half an hour in a combat situation is a, a long, long time. So when you were calling <clears throat> for reinforcements, you, they may have been able to hear you, but you could not count on their support for 30 minutes or an hour. And we never got reinforcements. We got air support to come in and drag us out. But you know, we, we were being within range of Marine uh, uh, cannon fire, but they couldn't shoot across the border. 
so we couldn't call it in. But we were authorized, or the SOG was authorized, to send in helicopters and jet planes to uh, distract the enemy while they were pulling us out. Yeah. Uh, and I went to school at the Air Force Academy with Steve Fisher, whose father was Bernard Fisher, who was a fighter pilot, won the Vietnam uh, Medal of Honor, mm. be because he went in to rescue some of those guys behind enemy lines. And, and those pilots were very heroic, oh. not just for providing air support, for sometimes landing on the ground and taking bullets while they're trying to pull friendly guys out. Absolutely. They've, every time they went in, they got shot at and always got hit. Uh, we on SOG consider those guys our heroes. And they would look at us and say, what the hell are you doing on the ground? And we're looking at them, why'd you come after us? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be a little bit crazy or drafted <laughs> to, to, to wanna do that. But no, these guys, the, the chopper pilots were absolute heroes. Yeah. And we, we just, you know, we, they held, we held them up as our heroes. And we'd take them to clubs and buy them drinks they didn't have to pay any money for, so. so I want to make a leap a little bit here to a spiritual comparison. Yes. I picture veterans who sacrifice their health, their, their body, maybe even their lives. I compare them to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who volunteered to give his life, although he is not a soldier, he died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. So he, in a sense, in a very spiritual sense, he laid down his life voluntarily so that others may benefit. Do you, are you able to make that comparison to the soldiers who also sacrifice their lives so that we can have freedom? I can, and I oftentimes do. Are you familiar with Dave Reaver? Yes. Uh, I preached a sermon at the Community Fellowship of uh, Christians in Lake George, and I told his story. And he was horribly wounded and suffered for years. And I told his story, and I paused and I said, as horrible as that story was, our Savior, Jesus Christ, suffered more. Wow. And it, it's a good comparison. People understand, or at least they get a better idea of the sacrifice that Christ made for us. Let's take a moment and pray. Would you join me? Oh, I'd love to. Thank you. Father in heaven, we pray for those who have sacrificed and even the memory of those who have given all for their country, for freedom, for liberty, uh, as duly designated defenders of America, Father, we take this moment to honor them and to remember them. And Lord, I ask your blessing on Keith as he tells their stories. And America needs more good storytellers, but this is not fiction. This is reality. And, and we honor the Vietnam veterans, the ones who came home and the ones who did not. And we ask your blessing upon them and their families. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I'm Dr. Chaps, but we want you to get this CD. You can search it for it on Amazon. Just go to amazon.com and type in Keith McKim, M-C-K-I-M. And you'll see right away, you can say Vietnam or Green Beret when you search, you'll see right away this CD and it tells the stories of eight Medal of Honor recipients from the Vietnam War. Keith, I wanna thank you again for coming on our program. Pray in Jesus' name. Thank you, Chaps, it's my pleasure to be here. And I still hold you up as a hero. What you did, I think, was even more heroic than a lot of what these guys did, to stand in the face of power and spit in their face. I respectfully <laughs> disagree, but God bless you in Jesus' name. We'll see you next time.
Today I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.